0: Welcome back to the Dead Drop Game News Podcast, your secure download of video game news from across the industry twice a week in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Matthew Bliss, and boy, has Microsoft really made a shot across the bow this week. That's a pretty big teaser, so I'm just going to let that settle for a bit. Let's get stuck into it, though. For all the stories from today's episode, head to deaddroppodcast.com, and these are the gaming headlines for the 23rd of February. 2023. So the story so far. Microsoft has tried their best to make the Activision Blizzard acquisition happen. Sony has been complaining quite a lot that they're worried about games like Call of Duty being exclusive to Xbox. And of course, the EU has their sights set on making this deal as hard as possible. But now Microsoft has, as I said, made a shot across the bow by offering a binding 10-year legal agreement with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty titles to Nintendo platforms with full feature and content parity, It looks like Xbox is finally putting their money where their mouth is because they have told Sony in the past that they've been willing to offer 10 years, even longer, that the games would be available on PlayStation, even though Microsoft would own Activision Blizzard. And historically, there's been speculation that Nintendo would like to have Call of Duty, but just hasn't had it yet. And here, A brand new platform is getting this opportunity to access that content. And at the same time, Microsoft is saying, Hey Sony, 10 years is a possibility on any platform and everything that we've been saying about making it available everywhere has been true. In addition to this, it's also been announced that they've done a deal with Nvidia for 10 years to bring Xbox Game Pass games to GeForce Now, their cloud gaming service. This is interesting in response to the study that came out of the EU market regulator saying that Xbox X Cloud had an unfair advantage in the cloud gaming market and might have squeezed out Stadia. The fact that they're offering titles to another cloud gaming service hopefully means that they're trying to posture in that space as well. Combine this with reporting that Microsoft has suggested, where Sony's PlayStation console has a 70% market share over the last couple of decades compared to Xbox's 30%, and this looks like an incredibly strong play by Microsoft to try and control the conversation and bring Activision Blizzard into the fold. In Australian video game development news, it seems that the Northern Territory government has seen fit to add a Games Development Grant into their Screen Territory funding program for 2022 to 2023. What this means for game devs is that if they are based in the Northern Territory, they can apply for up to $10,000 to complete a video game concept, $25,000 to complete a prototype, and up to $40,000 to get their game ready for early access. This combines together with South Australia and Victoria and the Federal Government of Australia all having games development initiatives to supply money and increase the economy for video games in Australia, which is really great to see. If you're a game developer or know of someone who lives in Australia, maybe even the Northern Territory, send this podcast episode to them, send them the link, and hopefully they can get a bit of money. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you might remember that last year we reported that the Destiny 2 Cheat Seller Aim Junkies was sued by Bungie for infringing on their copyright by making that stuff available. Now, Aim Junkies provided software that added elements to the game that went against Destiny 2's terms of service. And last year, unfortunately, the Seattle Federal Court dismissed the claims that it infringed on their copyright. But instead, in arbitration, it has been found that Aim Junkies violated the DMCA's anti-circumvention provision, and now the cheat seller has been ordered to pay Bungie $4.3 million in damages. For the full and very interesting story, check the link for this article in the show notes. You thought we were done with Activision, didn't you? It seems that staffers there have learned of a breach that happened in December 2022, but not from the company itself. Instead, reported through TechCrunch, the leak was made available through a malware research group which stated that the hackers obtained data such as employee names, email addresses, telephone numbers, and for some, the locations of their offices. Activision states that there was no sensitive employee data that was obtained as part of the breach. And there seems to be a law in California which states that the data that the breach supposedly got doesn't fall under personal information as part of the law for disclosure. I know there was a lot of breaches last year and keeping it quiet helps a company, but we don't need another reason to hate Activision. They've already given us so many. Reporting through gamesindustry.biz and Ampere analysis shows that the game market is in the decline for the first time in 10 years in the UK. Spending on video games dropped 1.6% in 2022, and there was a fall in spending towards the end of 2022. But despite this, the report shows that numbers remain 23% higher than in 2019 or pre-pandemic levels. The mobile games market dropped 3%. The console market dropped 1%. Very small numbers here, but when you're talking about revenue in the billions, it can be a big impact. It seems that Blumhouse Productions is finally going to tap into the gaming market. Traditionally it's only done films, and the production company will tend to do indie and AAA titles. has been known for Paranormal Activity, Sinister, Insidious, and Get Out. Now they will be partnering with independent game developers to create original horror-themed games for console, PC, and mobile audiences. Blumhouse is one of those quiet production companies where you've seen plenty of films, and some of them might surprise you to be a Blumhouse production. We all know Marvel's Avengers game to have been something of a failure. We know that it's going to end its support on the 30th of September this year, but now it seems the old creative director of the studio has apologized for the game. Bertozu Chiza, a former creative director at Virtuos that helped create Marvel's Avengers, the game, has said it was a challenging production, and with Edge magazine, didn't go into too much detail about that, or the decision to end development on Marvel's Avengers a little bit earlier than expected. And now on to specific game news. Workers and Resources Soviet Republic, a city builder on Steam, has been removed due to a DMCA takedown by a disgruntled player seems that this particular player made some contributions to the community, the developers saw fit to make some changes to the game in a certain game mode based on the inspiration of that contribution, the player wanted credit, they didn't want to give it, and so he issued a DMCA takedown request and made his sentiments known on Steam and to the developers themselves, and so the content creation market continues to churn. Sony announced 10 more games for the PSVR 2 just before its release a couple of days ago, and these titles include Gorn, Nock, Boenaro Soccer, Hellsweeper VR, Ragnarok, no not that one, a Viking-themed VR rhythm game, Runner, Unplugged Guitar, and Star Tenders Intergalactic Bartending. I've heard great things about the PSVR2. If you're a virtual reality gearhead, I'd suggest you check it out. For the Assassin's Creed fans out there, after two years of updates, Assassin's Creed Valhalla will receive its final patch, or rather, it already has, yesterday. There's no stories in this patch though, just bugs and a few minor tweaks. Destructoid reports that Lies of P, the Pinocchio-inspired Bloodborne game, will be coming in August of 2023. We weren't too sure of the window that it would be releasing at this stage, and if you're curious to find out what Liza P is like, check out the trailer that was announced as part of the Game Awards last year. Trine 5 is rumoured to be in development. It will be called A Clockwork Conspiracy. And Trine is one of those indie games, a 3D platformer, puzzler kind of thing, that kind of floats in the background. I'd say if you've ever bought a Humble Bundle, you probably have a copy of Trine lying around somewhere. And lastly, set your calendars as the last trailer for the Mario Brothers movie will release on the 9th of March as its own special direct. Those are the gaming headlines for the 23rd of February, 2023. For the show notes, transcripts and more, head to deaddroppodcast.com if you like what you hear, leave a review where you listen to podcasts, join me every Monday and Thursday for the latest game news, and make sure to tell your friends about the Dead Drop. Stay safe, stay well and I'll see you here in a couple of days.